0: BLOB TALK RADIO The warrior's plight, the warrior's song Always paying the price, so the truth will live on Against the venomous bite, and the vice of on. I have to struggle for right, while others do wrong In the heat of the night, when the light is all gone I can't stop the fight, until the light of the dawn And heaven's in sight, so I've gotta move on And i see you next life, you've gotta be strong If the law calls me don't ask why your daddy's a warrior and warriors die. If the beast finds me and the bullets fly, your husband's a warrior and warriors die. If I die by the sword, you'll know why your brother's a warrior and warriors die. If I should leave, don't you cry. Your son is a warrior and warriors die. I tell the people the truth, so the beast hates me. They want my neck in the noose, my body swinging from trees. Islam is my root, and this is my dean. I'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees. How can I be free while others oppress? playing to fight the beast while there's still blood in my chest. While my eyes still see and my lungs still have breath. I'm bringing my heat, but I'm leaving my vest. For law calls me, don't ask why. If daddy's a warrior, and warriors die. If the beast finds me, and the bullets fly, your husband's a warrior. And warriors die. If I die by the sword. You'll know why. Your brother's a warrior. And warriors die. If I should leave. Don't you cry. Your son is a warrior. And warriors die. Ba-ba-ba. Da-da-ba-ba. Da-da-da-da. Da-da-da-da. Ba-ba-ba. Ba-ba-ba. Da-da-da-da. Da-da-da-da. If the Lord calls me. Don't ask why. Just pray I'm a martyr. Cause martyrs don't die. If the beast finds me and the bullets fly. Just pray I'm Shaheed. That you had died, don't die. If I die by the sword, you'll know why. Just pray I'm a martyr. Cause martyrs don't die. If I should leave, don't you cry. Just pray I'm Shaheed. That you had died, don't die. A da, da. da da, da. da, da, da da na na no ba 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 da na na no
1: rahim a'udhu billahi minash shurur a'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem bismillahir rahmanir rahim alhamdulillah nas'uhu wa la <laughs> tushuruhu wa min shururi anfusina wa min sari al-malalana min yadi lahu fala mudarara And my bet. before I begin, I'd like to see all praise belongs to Allah. We seek His aid, we seek His guidance, we seek help, we seek Allah's help, and we seek refuge in Allah for the footprints of Shaitan that will lead us to hell for na. And we ask Allah to forgive us for our sins, our faults, and our errors. And whoever Allah guides, none can lead us And whoever Allah leads us straight, none can guide. And I've been witness without any hesitation, any compulsion, that there's no God but Allah. I've been witness that the Prophet Muhammad ibn Abdullah is his last prophet and messenger. I've been witness that the Prophet Muhammad ibn Abdullah is his last prophet and messenger. And my back. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah for the nipma of Islam. Alhamdulillah, for the Nima of Islam, my dear brothers and sisters, I greet you with the universal greeting of peace. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. For all those listening to the podcast, the Muslim for Life podcast, Alhamdulillah, this is our second episode. Um, inshallah soon we will be having a video um, on YouTube and any other uh, social uh, media network, Inshallah. Tonight's show is called A Message to the Muslims in America. Inshallah, we want to give Nasiha, because we are living in dangerous times. We are living in the final hours of the Ummah. We are living in times where Muslims are losing their faith. They're losing their Iman. Muslims are losing their Iman. They're leaving the demon at phenomenal rates, inshallah. We are living in confusing times where a person don't know uh what is the Islamic view or the Islamic opinion on different circumstances, inshallah? So, we used to have the Over Vadunia show. And we did that from like 2009 to like 2018. Inshallah, alhamdulillah. And we took a break. You know, we was making movies. We was doing different things, inshallah. And um, with so many, you know, Muslims wanted us to come back and do more Episodes we wanted to change the format And get with modern day times Inshallah so we changed the Show from being over doing a show to Muslim for life show inshallah And we want to talk About more contemporary things that's going On in the UMA now and I believe That this, this show is needed Because of the situation that we're in As far as the coronavirus far as the, uh, the Islamic uh, Standard in America How Muslims are viewed Inshallah I think this show is needed more than so More than more than ever, Inshallah So tonight we want to talk To the Muslims in America We want to give y'all some nasiha, Inshallah Myself, Saifu Haq, and Iman Abdu Ali Who has not yet called yet But I'm waiting for his call, Inshallah And we want to talk to the Muslims in America, Inshallah And all of those of you listening on the phone And all of those who are listening On different podcasts, Alhamdulillah Shukran for uh, tuning in, inshallah I have the man on the line now um, Hanif Abdul Ali as alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh
2: Wa alaykum as-salamu wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh How is we doing that,
1: inshallah Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah You know, this is our first broadcast um, You know, dealing with the contemporary issues You know, for Muslims in yeah. America. inshallah you know, um right. I don't know where you want to start. We got so many topics that we're going to touch on today, inshallah. We got a, uh, you know, a couple of things to talk hey, about, Hey, what, whatever,
2: whatever you feel, man, you know, I just go with the flow. I'm just tuning in, so I, I don't know what you've dealt with so far.
1: No, I just, you know, gave the opening. I didn't really deal with no topics. So we just, just started did out 7. out general outline. Yeah. 7-7, seven seven inshallah. Um... The first up the bat, I guess we'll deal with the corona topic, inshallah. Mm. You know, as regards to Islam. Or you want to deal with the uh the Jewish topic as far as the uh you know, Deshaun um, Jackson with the Eagles. Uh, it doesn't matter. Like where would you
2: like to talk about corona, you know? Um, like I, I know me, I've been very vocal about it probably to the point where I've gotten on people's nerves because I take a position that goes against the grain. Um, ever since this thing has been, like, uh, made public uh, this here virus, uh, first starting in China, I remember hearing about it, I guess this was, what, maybe January, if not, but a little bit before then, shortly after the death of Kobe Bryant, just, uh, I remember hearing about it in China and then I remember seeing a few uh, posts somebody sent to me in my DM of uh, uh, Facebook about it and everything. I didn't know much about it, and I I didn't think it would really reach here. I thought it would be like how SARS was the first time. It never really got here like that, you know. Um, So but it was, I guess, uh, once it became a thing that – was on all over the news and everything and um then it became like I guess it's something that you couldn't avoid I mean start shutting shutting down the, the country and everything and um well I know what I immediately did was I immediately started doing research immediately you know looking it up uh, getting information on it um listening to alternative doctors, doctors who use alternative medicine, what their take on it was like, I I never went purely with uh, Dr. Fauci and, 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 you know, I was at CDC and, you know, and all of them. So, um, what I came to, to discover, and this was my position on it was that, um, the Corona virus in and of itself is a um, respiratory virus, your cells and um, which is what all you know viruses do you try to go into the cells, attack the cells, take them over, and this allows like any pre existing conditions a person may have to uh, well, what it does is it causes those those cells to overreact. The, the, the cells, or the, or the, really the immune system behind the cells recognizes the virus as a threat and it reacts. When the immune system is deficient in any type of way of what it needs to operate optimally, it will overreact. And this is, uh, is actually a term for this. Um, I think it's called psycho Psych, 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 what? Yeah, it's called a psych, psychotic something. It's, it's some type of a storm is what it causes. But basically it's an overreactive immune system. And it's this overreactive immune system that causes people to have all of these major symptoms and respiratory problems, which leads to them going to the hospital and being placed on ventilators and all of that kind of stuff. However, if if a person is, uh, not deficient in certain, um, nutrients, they don't have those problems. Typically their immune system will deal with the coronavirus effectively. And, um, and, and that, you know, it's pretty much the, the way that goes, right? This is what I've heard from doctors like, um, Dr. Rashid Buttar and also Dr. Um, Shiva, who is like a, uh, a homeopathic doctor who relies on, like, herbs and traditional methods of healing. Okay, so once I came to understand that, I immediately focused on the mode of action should be building the immune system. So I began to fill my cabinets with um, vitamin D3, which is very important, vitamin um, C, of course, vitamin A and um and other good uh herbs that are known for like uh building immune good immune function like black seed said uh, sativa which, is, which Muslims know as black seed um as well as you know, icanasia, um and, and others uh you know, the elderberry all of these different herbs the vitamins, taking them regularly, high dosage, and personally, I haven't had a problem. Like, um, the social distancing and all of that, by and large, I have not been able to do that because I work every day. I mean, we sent worker, so I have a job where I have to confront the public. Um, masks, I mean, I've worn them on and off only because my job requires it. I don't rely on the mask. Um, I never did. I never went overboard with this, you know, uh, sanitizing my hand every five minutes or anything like that. Pretty much the focus was the immune system, try to better and live a more, uh, you know, have have more, incorporate more healthy practices in my life. And that was my approach. That's what pretty much worked for me. Now, with regards to how the, the, the Muslim community went about it, wow. Um, listen, I'm not here, I'm not going to criticize a whole bunch of people, uh, you know, imams or anybody like that. There were some different methods. Most people immediately went to just following the CDC's guidelines and their recommendations to shut down and stop going to the mesjid, close the masjid because it is fear that um, you're going to spread this virus and that it's going to harm those with pre-existing conditions and that even if you yourself are asymptomatic, you could spread it. Like, um, I don't fully believe it, only because they've um, said this, right? And then later they go on and say that, uh, there, there was another doctor comes out and says that, you know, asymptomatic people, it's very difficult for them to spread it. Okay, so one minute, it's uh, it's spread by anybody, whether you're asymptomatic or not. Uh, I've heard uh, stuff about them saying that if you catch it and you survive and you live, it will still leave all these scars on your lungs and all of these other things. And for me, I came to believe that this was just fear-mongering at its best and part of some bigger agenda which, you know, you don't have to subscribe to or not, that's fine. But this is the this is the conclusion I came to. Um, I don't, you know, and I don't know. I, I believe the focus should be on boosting the immune health. You boost the immune health, you deal with the problem at its root. To so this idea that, that Donald Trump is the reason this is happening, and, and I find a lot of this is popular, especially in the black community, that uh, you're just supposed to hate Donald Trump So because of that You just add him to You add this to one of the uh, reasons Why he's an unfit president et cetera. I don't get involved
1: in all that nonsense You know I, I but, agree with everything that you're saying So You know sure. But I think I think as a community I think Muslims need to be more consistent With what they want to do Because the same Muslims who criticize the E-man that did open the masjid and allow Muslims to come pray Juma or even go to the egg or the same Muslims who will go to Walmart or the same Muslims who will go, uh, who will go March in a, in, a, in a rally to defend black lives matter. So it was like, hmm. if you're going to be, if you're going to be against, you know I mean, uh, uh, social distancing and all of that, if you for that, then be there everywhere. Don't go to Walmart. Don't go to different places. No, mm. so they'll only be like that when it comes to the masjid. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because the emails was just giving people opportunity. You could, you didn't have to go to the masjid. You can go, you cannot go. Mm-hmm. No, but you can close off the masjid and, and completely void people' option to go to pray to Allah. That's a scary sight. Right. Right.
2: Yeah, we we going away. Just like that, you said, you yeah. call,
1: you call them alternative doctors. That just as reliable as the. In fact, I don't trust Crouchy. If you look at his past record, you can see that yeah. he he's not a person that we we should trust. And according mm-hmm. to Islam, if a person has bad character and is a fast, that you can't trust that individual until you verify what he's talking about.
2: Because mm-hmm.
1: the that's same so people wrong. that's telling you about the uh, the viruses are the same people that's basically getting patents on the the. Uh, but uh what's your name, right? The, uh right. on the vaccine. On the vaccine. Right. So you got Fauci and you got uh Bill Gates getting the packs getting a, um a patent on the vaccine. So he's making money off the cure or supposed to be cured. So of course he's right. gonna tell you that the, the virus is spreading. So you can't even trust that. Like these people are just shaky by nature. Right. Masha Allah. <laughs> you know,
2: so to some, uh, some to some people the Islamic approach is you know you go to the experts you know official ahli diggering going to the madan the moon the mostly mabs you know will say you know go to those who know if you don't know right so I I, I get that and I don't criticize that however like what I would say is you know be be a little bit more scrutinizing of who supposedly those who know it's just because the government says you know the CDC is the, is the top, um, the organization for medical advice, just because the board of you know health says it, like, what are we as Muslims supposed to just go along with that because the government says it? You know, that's the question. And for me, I, you know, I don't believe in that, I don't believe that medicine should be a top down thing. Like that where just a small group of people You know monopolize You know the power like that And That should not be the rule of government You know It should really be about um, What actually Works out here Because if we go along with that You know the government you know, Let's be honest They have a history of not um, Of pretty much having one particular methodology And really forcing everyone To go along with that you know, they, 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 they were never big on uh, herbal remedies for anything. They they, they they pretty much want to put everyone on these drugs that they manufacture, uh, which is known as big pharma, you know, pharmaceutical companies that are making all this money. When you see that, I think, you know, we have to be honest, take an honest look at that, and not just think that, you know, the Quranic the application of go to those who know uh, has no conditions to it. You know, even when you're talking about. The um, the exact implication or the specific implication of, of that injunction, there were conditions. You know, ahli vikar are not just people who have knowledge. They're, they're people that are trustworthy. They're also people that are, um, you, you know, that have good intention. They're, they're, they're mm-hmm. righteous. in righteousness. You know, a Allah didn't say go to those who know. He said go to those go to ahli Vicar Ahli Vicar are the people of remembrance people of remembrance are those who they they're doing things for Allah in remembrance of Allah. Right. So I think we have to find a, a better way to to apply that as well. I don't think it's just as but, simple as okay they're they're a professional doctor so automatically they have that type of authority. And Allah knows that.
1: But I believe that that ayat holds true because you just mentioned doctors that are we consider to be experts in the field. And they totally disagree with some of the things that the CDC was saying. You know what I'm saying? Like for instance, the CDC was sending memos to professional doctors that say that if anything has a symptom of these one hundred things, you label it COVID-19. Person died from a heart attack, and it's so. So the doctors didn't even. The doctors just questioning the the experts because it was asinine what they was trying to tell them to do. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So if you can't even trust them but then you was mentioning and that's the that's experts the same, and said too.
2: no, that's not you you, you know, you had you had Western doctors uh coming out, you know, who trained the Western doctor were questioning a lot of what was going on because of what you what you're mentioning that uh they were being these the guidelines were just were just not making any sense. And um it's a shame how uh, they were being, you know, their videos were being taken down from YouTube, these people were being uh, marginalized. And why isn't that like a uh, a red flag to some people? It boggles my mind. Like immediately when I hear that someone is being taken down off of YouTube and stuff like that, I immediately, you know, that's a red flag for me, you know. Uh when, when when there's one voice from the media and then you know YouTube they don't have the right to, they shouldn't have the right to do that. I mean I understand it's their platform, if like they, they own it, but it just looks it looks really suspicious, man. Like, you know, if you're right you should be able to, to debate the issue up and um you know and, and 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 go about it that way.
1: Yeah. My whole point is I don't doubt that COVID nineteen is real. I'm saying that there are alternatives that help yourself stay safe, and they're not giving you the alternative. They're not telling you about vitamin C, vitamin D. They're not telling you about different things. Actually, they never tell you about different things that can help you build your immune system. And if you try to go with that, they say, well, that's a conspiracy theory, and you try to jeopardize lives. No, how are you jeopardizing lives when you're telling people what to do is good? Yep. Remember years ago In like 2003 There was this info commercial called The natural cure for diseases They don't want mm-hmm. you to know about mm-hmm. And they were saying basically all diseases Is because from overeating and lack of exercising They were saying yep. If you exercise and eat good Basically all diseases will go away You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying But they never told you that though They're not going to tell you that. That's like 3 o'clock in the morning for anybody sleep So the right. people that we're like doing Are not dead. trustworthy Right, makes it
2: look like their motive is, you know, to make money off of the products they're they're, they're selling. That's the way it looks. And that should be a red flag,
1: man. And those listening, I advise you to do research with Doctor Fauci on the uh, HIV uh, situations. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, investing
2: money in pharma. That's clearly a conflict of interest. The people I have to look at I mean, he's been pushing for the whole time for vaccines You know And, and really, if you look at his methodology um, He's really He really set us up for a situation Where the, the virus Would be around for a long time There's no surprise what's going on It's not because Corona is so powerful But just think about it, right The way viruses work Viruses go into an environment Where there's, you know, where there's People and it spreads among, amongst the people. Those who have uh, strong, you know, uh, healthy immune systems deal with it, and then their, their bodies create antibodies that make them immune. And then it spreads throughout the, uh, the population to what is known as herd immunity, where this is pretty, typically when 70% of the people have been um, exposed to it. And their bodies create antibodies, and then no longer it's a problem. This is actually the same principle that they apply with vaccines, with vaccination. Vaccination isn't—they're not giving you something that cures you from the disease. What they're doing is they're injecting you with the actual disease in order to uh, allow your immune system to then create antibodies that makes you immune to the particular disease. So, um, really the If by him saying, okay, stay in your houses, quarantine yourselves, wear masks, and all this type of stuff, that really keeps everyone's immune system not prepared to deal with it. You're just in your house, and you're staying away from it, so you never confront it. And then um, eventually, when you do go to, uh, to confront it, you can't deal with it. Now you're getting sick, so there's no there's no surprise that there's a, that there's a spike right now. Uh, however, the the one thing they're not telling you is that the death rate is totally down. Right at this point, um, people of course are being exposed, they're being tested, and, 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 and there's positive results. So what? That you have it. Like if you were to give uh, you inject a person with the vaccine, and then you go test them, sure it'll be in them. So that it really doesn't doesn't really mean much. But, you know, the way they're presenting it, man, it's like everybody's just so yeah. afraid. It makes it look like he's trying to keep it around long enough for them to get a vaccine. no law knows yeah. the best, but that's the way it looks.
1: What I, what I don't understand is that, uh, let's say you have a household of 10 people, right? Mm. And one person go in the household, right? But everybody not in the household at the same time. So, the virus is going to stay longer as, as long as people keep filtering in and out. But if everybody in right, the household got the virus at one time. They're going to get over it in two weeks and boom, the virus is gone. There's no more virus in the household. You see what I'm saying? So, I don't want to say how the virus stayed from January to January unless you tell people to stay away from each other and eventually it's going to spread. Instead of right. just allowing everyone to catch it at one time like the flu and... There's it's gonna be a lot of people who get over it
2: and then now you have no more virus. Now, this is what I would this is what I was suggesting for the beginning. Now there are people who do have who do have preexisting conditions, like the people with asthma, there's people that are older, there's people that are um that may have um you know other problems, you know, lupus or anything. What you do is you quarantine them. Like everyone in the medical history they know what they have. You quarantine those people. Those yes. people are getting excuse to not go to work. Some people get an excuse to just, um, you know, not go out. Matter of fact, you, make, you arrange ways where they get everything they need, whether you deliver them stuff or whatever. But those who don't have pre-existing conditions, what you do is you boost them, boost their immune systems with vitamin D3, vitamin uh, A, vitamin C. Vitamin A, according to Dr. Um, uh, Shiva, builds a wall around your cells that fights uh, against, um, against viruses. Right, vitamin C it energizes the cells to prepare them to actually fight. To, to fight, the vitamin D3 actually builds what is called macrophages that not only trap that the the, um, the virus, but it also kills it. Right now, I believe it because mm-hmm. I've been out in the thick of it in front of people, and I ain't, I ain't been affected. You know, so I believe it personally. But he's saying that they have, they run studies, t- tests on these particular vitamins. These are these are the things that they do. So you give those. Give everyone that, and we allow people to you know go to work, allow children to go to school, all these different types of things, and um, you know, I believe that would have been the best way uh, going
1: forward. But Allah knows best. All right, now we, we 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 dealt with that. The next topic that I want to deal with is cancel culture. Okay, now we addressing Muslims on this radio show, and I assume that some now Muslims want to tune in as well, but. From an Islamic point of view, right? What is the Islamic point of view, number one, for forgiveness? That's number one. And uh, not forgiving people for things they've done in the past. Like, for example, you did something in 2015. Somebody just found out about it. Now they're holding you accountable for something that you did five years ago. You, you understand what I'm saying? And, like, because I want yeah. to deal with from I an mean, Islamic of point course, of
2: view. It depends on what it is, but I'm assuming you're talking about. Things that are like
1: Um I mean the general rule In Islam I'm not talking about like all right Child molestation Because I think you deal with that When you found out Whenever that is You understand what I'm saying I'm talking about things like You know you may say Some racist slurs Or something like that Or you know what I mean You you did something On on the lines of that As far as today's culture Where you know They they cancel a whole person's career Because of something They did in the past Mm
2: Mm-hmm you understand know, what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, we we just say this: Allah forgives, you know, everything except for like giving them partners. Uh, so, of course, in people forgiving and and um, accepting apologies and all that stuff, that's praiseworthy. You know, that's definitely the way of our Prophet, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, Prophet Muhammad, and the way of the way of other prophets. As you know, far as I know, I don't know of any. Um, prophet that held grudges and on um, people, especially after people have been repentant and apologized. You know, I, I definitely don't know that to be the way of godly people or the way of religious religiousness. You know,
1: um, now one thing that I, I felt amongst the African Americans and the Muslims is that we have adopted the way of the the, uh, the as far as. This basically, I call it like this gang mentality, you know what I'm saying, like everyone in the entire earth would just jump on this person for something that they said and and basically, we want them to lose their job, we want them to never play in the n f l we want them to never work again, we just want them to just go away and just die, basically, that's the mentality African Americans never had this mentality they, they never like I don't know where they get this from. And the Muslims never had this as well. But that's the new mentality of today's social media where everybody just gang up on somebody, you know, make memes of them, make fun of them, and basically just try to just destroy a person's whole character and assassination or whatever.
2: Well, yeah, that's the way they help try to control, you know, um, society. How try to engineer it and, and push forth their agenda, no doubt about it. Yeah, that's um like Isaiah Washington who was in in Hollywood to the point where he actually had a job on I think it was VR ER, one of those shows. One time he called like one of the coworkers a faggot, and he was done there. I mean, I haven't seen him on pretty much anything after that. You mm. know, um, certain things if you do I only, even to the, the one point one, where um, even even the even the, the n word and the word nigger you know if you use that now. They try to do that, right? And um, I, I don't, I don't subscribe to that. Did you just say a word like that, or something that you you should be done forever? You know, but that that's pretty much the way society is going. this so-called politically correct society. And the crazy yes, part that's, about
1: that's... it, most people are not like that in real life. It is not. <laughs> yeah, because everybody like, we mistakes. Most people like, as far as like this will like deal with the national anthem thing. People don't know. Most people don't care if you deal for the national anthem or not. They just don't. They honestly do not care. Well, most people. But it seems like when they find out the other people care, or now I'm going to act like I'm conscious about it when they really don't.
3: It's like it's
1: fake consciousness. It's fake uh, righteousness that people just not. Uh, They're not being honest with themselves and other people. You, yeah, know, you know what I'm saying? Be because, right, the yeah, reality, because the reality... Because the reality, too, the, the true way is to forgive people, not bury them and never, you know, come to common terms. And just basically the the Black Lives Matter movement was overshadowed because the person took a knee. Now all of a sudden, come to find out Kaepernick was right. But he always been right. But the reality, to it is people... They ganged up and they don't care about right or wrong. They care about what's basically politically correct at their time You know what I'm saying we need mm-hmm. people to stand up on truth you know mm-hmm. what I mean like Muhammad Ali was seen to be truthful in his uh, fighting for justice But at that time he wasn't but as the years go on he seems to be true Uh huh. I guess That's it's hard for up. people to just stand up on truth when the whole world is against you But that's just the way it is
2: Yep
1: And as Muslims we are obligated To stand up for the truth We have to You know what I mean As far as like this this homosexual thing You have you even have the, the division in the Muslim ranks You know what I mean You have right. some Muslims right now Who have deleted me off of Facebook Because of my stance on homosexuality Mm-hmm. You know I mean, but they won't delete a person if a person says something disparaging about the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi So they mm-hmm. tolerate when it comes to that. But when you say mm-hmm. something that goes against homosexuality, they delete you. They only want to be your friend no more. Which is another thing that goes against Islam. Like it's like we are to be mad at a person for three days and you're still my brother, you still my sister, you can't just you just <coughs> walk Muslims away. And you just never hear from him again? Now, unless a person is basically attacking you constantly Then I understand if you delete them Because you don't you don't want to deal with that all the time But if a person do one thing and you delete them I mean we live in a community where we are adopting the ways of the kufar And I'm ashamed that if we don't straighten up And really focus on what Islamic teaches us Then we're going to follow what they follow you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, we're going Sherlock. to this Sean Jackson thing, inshallah, where he, uh, he supposedly quoted a quote by Hitler, the Jews of America, the white Jews, are not the original Jews, mm. and that the black people are the original Jews. And if America found out, then they basically would be, like, in shock and awe. So they they, they said he was anti-Semite for that comment, which I don't know how, mm-hmm. you know. Like to me antisemite's like I hate jews or or Jews or like the worst people ever like i mean you you say something disparaging, but he's just speaking something from a historical point of view that he seems to be true right well, first of all um,
2: he shouldn't have said, but he said because it was uh dumb because his uh, owner is the uh is Jewish. Uh, owner of the team And all that But he kind of got caught up uh, I think he got caught up in the wave of what's going on You know, like right now uh, it's, it's just real popular to uh, Try to, you know, uplift uh, Black people in every type of way Which is a good thing, the intention is good behind it But I don't think he used the best wisdom Now with regards to the actual uh, The uh, Substance of, of what What he said would he would uh, he mm-hmm promoted or pushed was the ideology of a group of a religious group in America known as the Black Hebrew Israelites right so that's kind of like uh, where that whole thing came from and the Black Hebrew Israelites they make the claim of course as you said that it is the uh, enslaved or the descendants of the enslaved Africans who were brought here to this country who are actually the um, those who have uh, who are the real Semites uh, who descended from um, and, and first of all, what is, what is a Semite? So that for anyone who isn't clear what a Semite is or anti a Semitic, and I think I got uh, we got to do this because there's many who don't get it. I saw this twice actually. I remember uh, if you remember on the movie uh, Street Out of Compton when um mm-hmm. ice Cube had uh battled them, you know, he smashed them on um uh and no no vaseline. They had mm-hmm. uh the ball play easy easy say, Yeah niggas don't even know where that said that he kids right but it was immediately the thing that uh Jerry went to, to. and that's what Jews Jews do. Now um first of all an anti semite or as, excuse me, as a, a Semite, Semitic person is any person that is a descendant who has as an ancestor Shem, the son of Noah. Right, as we know, when uh, after the flood of Noah, Noah had three sons: Ham, Shem, and Japheth Ham is known as he's typically considered the father of the the uh, the Negroid peoples of, uh, of, of of Africa. This includes uh, East Africa, West Africa. Also, some include India. Uh, some include actually Persia, etc. All right. And then you have um, the Yafeth, uh, the other son who is considered to be the father of the Mongoloid races of people, which includes the Chinese, the Mongols, the Japanese, the the Vietnamese. All of those Asians also included in that are the Turks, right? These are Mm -hmm. considered the Mongoloid people. These are the uh, the people of Jaffa. And then you have the Shemites, right, which uh, include the – um, the, the the Gog and Magog uh, tribes of people. No, no, Gog and Magog are J- Japhethites. My bad. The, the Shemites. Excuse me. Wow, that was a mistake. Gog and Magog are Japhethites. Okay, they, they're the Mongoloids. The, uh, the the Shemites we know include the uh, the ancient Assyrians, um, the the um, Mesopotamian peoples, which are like Monday Berbers, etc. Also popular, you know, the Arabs and the um the Jews. Um is children of Israel, the real Jews, children of Israel. They descendants from yeah. Now, um, the uh co- the, the the claim that they always make, the modern day Jews, Jew Jew uh the Jewish community is divided into a number of different groups. Okay? The three the three most popular are the Sephardic Jews, which these are people who are primarily in like areas like Spain, Morocco, um, some in like Iran, Iraq, places like that. You have the Mizrahi, which are like uh many of them are in places like Iran, Iraq, stuff like that. All right. Um uh and then and then some of them also hail from they live in Palestine area and they've been there. Not like like they left. They've always been there. And then you have the Ashkenazi, Ashkenazis, or uh, Jews who hail from Eastern Europe primarily, and also some you know Central Europe places like Poland and stuff like that. But but typically they're Caucasoid people in color. You know they're they're they're, they're white. Now they claim to be real Semites. Now, the theory is, in the popular belief, is that they were converts, that they converted to Judaism in the Middle Ages, that initially they were like a, um, a Mongoloid race of people, like uh, one of the Turkish tribes or something like that, and that they actually had a kingdom known as Khazaria, which existed uh, years ago somewhere around the Caucasus area, and um, and that they were ran out of there by the Mongols and they started coming west and going to places like Poland, England, France, etc Right. Now, you tell you hear from them, they'll 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 tell it like they, they actually have um Semitic blood. Little, whatever, I don't know. Um I kinda lean towards the idea that they're probably Europeans with well, and not um Semitic, but whatever The reason they automatically um, Come out And You know, accuse everyone Who says anything against Jews Is being Semitic The reason they do that Is because most of them adhere To a philosophy called Zionism Which is the Mm -hmm. dominant philosophy For Utilized by Jews who have power And this thing most of them are Zionists, the ones that have power. Not all Jews are Zionists, but many of them, especially the ones who were prominent, the ones who conquered and run Israel and set policy, foreign policy of the state of Israel, most of them are Zionists. Prior to the Zionist movement, you never had the term anti-Semitic. That did not exist. The term anti-Semitic was coined in 1879 by a man, by a German man named Willem, Dahr, his name was Wilhelm Dahr Wilhelm Marr. Excuse me, Willem Marr. He coined the term anti-Semitic in 1879, uh, nine, which was the beginning of the Zionist movement. The Zionist movement was formulated in order to es- to establish a Jewish homeland in Palestine. This was their mission statement that they did, and they set up in the uh, in the early uh, in the late 1800s. They had formulated a new Eldest Zion, you know, and, and all of that type of stuff. It was a, it was in 1917, during the Balfour Declaration, that they actually made their first move, and they aided the uh, the Germans. Okay, no, no, I'm sorry, they aided the British. Aided the British against the Germans and the Ottoman Empire in order to get Palestine from the Ottomans. World War One. This is what they successfully did. However, they didn't really establish the state of Israel. Palestine was in the hands of the British people from nineteen seventeen. I mean nineteen twenty something, twenty four, right? Up until the nine uh up to nineteen forties, when they 45, when they uh made it a Jewish homeland after defeating Adolf Hitler All right. So this was all the Zionist movement. Now dude Put together, he formulated that he to work, you know, as propaganda, you know, against anyone who criticizes what Jews do and all of that. So well, why they make their little moves, the power moves to to run this and take over that, which is, I mean, I don't even have a problem with it. I think everybody needs to be doing that kind of stuff. But what they did was they came up with this term, uh, anti-Semitic. So when anybody criticizes what they're doing, oh, you're an anti-Semitic, you're anti semite right? So they just label yeah. you as a certain way to try to back you up. It's similar to what some Muslims try to do, they try to call everyone an Islamophobe. Right? It's the same type of methodology, same, you know, type of thing. Uh, but that's yes. what that's all about as far as what the Eagles are doing. They're saying it's comments or anti Semitic and all of that, it's because uh Gary Lily probably is Zionist or at least supports the Zionist movement.
1: But the crazy part is Deshaun Jackson has no power at all to even put a dent on what they're trying to what they're trying to accomplish. Because if you look around the nation, Jewish people they own a lot of sports teams. They're the CEO. They own a lot of a lot of things in America, like the Federal Bank, the Federal Reserve. Like his comments don't even put a dent on anything that they try to do. Yet they try to drag him through the mud. Well, they ain't gonna let nothing. They ain't gonna let a seed grow. <laughs> they gonna jump on everything. They ain't gonna let a seed sprout. Yeah. So they got. I, I think they got more power in America than African Americans do. Uh you, know um, I mean? you think?
2: <laughs> you think? Shit, it's it's
1: unbelievable.
2: We ain't even we ain't you know even I mean? on the damn radar. When about the amount of power they got, they
1: I mean, pretty much own oh. the media.
2: Black Lives Matter movement is all They they run that. You know,
1: ran ran really funded by. So man, hold on, you said a Jewish person owned the Black Lives Matter movement. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. He's the head of it,
1: yeah. So our own movement for black people not even ran by a black person. Now,
2: it ain't our
1: movement. It's their damn
2: movement, them Negroes. <laughs> but I, I get what you're saying. The, the, the black it's movement that's put out there out front right now. Yeah, but, but that's what that really you should, we should already be able to know that when there's a movement that becomes popular and you, know, you find it in Time Magazine, you find it on 3, 6, and 10, on CNN and when it's blowing up like that, That's because that's on purpose. There's someone else doing it. If it was a purely black thing, you know what they do? They would just ignore that shit. They would just ignore it, and it wouldn't get any problems. But see, you have the new. The crazy part is,
1: right? Yeah. Any black movement in the history of this country has always had a figurehead. You understand what I'm saying? You never had a black movement that didn't have a figurehead. Like I don't care if it was anything. I
2: mean. Oh, no, no, no. What do, what do you mean they didn't have a figurehead?
1: All right. As far as the Nation of Islam had a figurehead. Black Panthers had a right, figurehead. Right, right, right. Martin Luther right. King had, was a figurehead. Even uh, the guy, uh, Marcus Garvey, was the figurehead of his movement. Like, every movement had a figurehead. Right, right. Figurehead. That you can see, yeah. all right, this person is the leader of this movement, or this person is the person who started this movement. Black Lives Matter just came out of nowhere. It just popped up. All of a sudden, it just is here. No one knows... That this Jewish person is the behind the movement—that's the crazy part. No, people know that. You know, know what I'm it's saying? Just,
2: it's just that he puts. Of course, he don't put himself out there. They—they they, he puts other people, you
1: know, president of it, CEO, you know, all that kind of stuff. And For then sure. when they move, their chapters get hijacked by Antifa and people like that. So uh, it's, just, it's just a whole bunch of nonsense going on. There's really not a, a genuine movement. Yeah, you know I mean?
2: All right, not at all. Well, first of all, it's an LGBTQ movement,
1: really. You
2: know, mm. like, that, nobody cares enough for, like, an LGBTQ movement. Like, all right, if, if uh, homosexual gets killed, that's not going to, like, even if they show the cops beating them and killing them, no, that's not going to get people into the street. <coughs> so they, they got to ride, you know, the black movement, and then right behind it, push their agenda. What's in the show,
1: the LGBT community community is tied in the Black Lives Matter movement, you know. Tied. They, get they are the police. leaders of it. They hopped on the civil rights uh, uh, paperwork in order to free African Americans and give them their their rights. And they hopped on. They haven't done anything. It's a, it's amazing. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it seems like everybody has benefited from the Civil Rights Act except African Americans. Because the language doesn't say African-Americans, it says say minorities. So anyone yeah. who they consider to be a minority as far as women, uh, Hispanics, you know, uh, homosexuals, anyone can benefit from this movement except African-Americans.
2: Well, not us specifically.
1: You just got to
2: join in with everybody else.
1: Yeah, so basically we still are a minority within the minority of the civil rights bill. You understand what I'm saying? Because if it was just strictly for black people, which it should have been, they should have languished that for black people, other people would have to like come up with their own plan to get their own benefits. Mm-hmm. But due to the fact that it's a minority, that could be anybody. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 a person who's um, a foreigner is a minority.
2: Minority is anybody that's not a white Protestant male. That mm. that's the majority. Anything other than that is other. Categorized under minority.
1: Yeah. That's that's yes, yes. So anything that we haven't touched on that you wanna uh deal with, inshallah? Yeah.
2: Uh yeah, whatever you whatever you trying to do now. Yeah, no. I think that we dealt with everything that I wanted to deal with.
1: Um, as far as. Got uh, yeah,
2: basketball coming back. I can't wait for that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love
2: you just all so tonight. It's all good.
1: Somebody had put a, um, a Ben Simmons bar in one of the rap battles recently. <laughs>
2: He said you don't shoot like Ben Simmons. <laughs> he
1: said you got full of talent, but you're not a shooter like Ben Simmons. Something like that. <laughs> I said, wow. people would say you could win, fight. but you ain't got no shot. Ben Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because I said, wow, like now you're just a, a rap bar. Now. This is what you are. <laughs> you ain't got no shot to win, Ben
2: Simmons-ass
1: nigga. <laughs> so for all the uh, listeners, people told that people on the phone. We gonna do a oh, show. I it, uh, word, I'm tripping. Minimum. My bad. Minimum every other day. Um, at seven p.m. Um, inshallah. Um, we gonna eventually move to a, a video podcast as well as the um, a audio podcast. Inshallah, well, that's gonna be like in a week or two. Inshallah, you can listen to all of our podcasts on TuneIn Radio, um, iTunes, and now we are streaming on Spotify. Inshallah. Um, you can follow them you just type in Dean we'll over do your, or Muslim for life podcasts inshallah mm-hmm. so you want to close
2: out inshallah ah bismillah <laughs> rahman rahim allahumma <laughs> salli wa sallim wa ala sayyidina muhammad al-ali wa sahbihi as-salamu wa jazati ma yasifur wa salamun ala al-mursaleen walhamdulillahi rabbil al
1: alhamdulillahirabbil alamin wa
3: What does the word Quran mean? Quran means the recital the reading the word of almighty God. That's what Quran means. It is a word sent down from almighty God upon the heart of the prophet Muhammad peace and blessings be upon him in the form of a revelation that now is for us a scripture of legislation, making all things clear and detailed for our life. Quran. It's a recital, and that's why when we recite it, when we read it, it is also a recital. And let me just give you just a little bit, just so you can hear it. Bismillahir <laughs> rahmanir rahim. mafaza. هدائك وأعنابا وكوائب أترابا وكأسا دحاقا لا يسمعون فيها لغوا ولا كذابا جزاء من ربك عطاء حسابا this is the Qur'an This is the recital The Qur'an
1: We don't believe in the sacredness of the masjid We don't believe in the sacredness of a Muslim You know how sacred a Muslim is In the sight of Allah Anywhere on this earth that a Muslim have made Salat anywhere on this earth that a Muslim in their lifetime have put their head on the ground and made sujood to Allah when that Muslim die then that place on the earth will cry for that Muslim when that Muslim die that place on the earth will cry for that Muslim anywhere on this earth SubhanAllah. If a Muslim die in the middle of nowhere, he just, not he's away from civilization. And he's the only one out there and he dies. And there's no one to mourn him. There's no one to grieve over him. Then Allah wa Allah, he commands the angel to mourn for him. Because with his death is a great loss. Just a regular Muslim. But Allah commands the angels to mourn him. Because he's sacred in the sight of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala Somewhere, somehow Some way The average Muslim in America has forgot What it means to be a Muslim They have forgot what it means In the sight of Allah They have forgot what it means to utter Allah, illallah Muhammad, Rasulullah They have forgotten this And we better remember it Or We will have jahannam to look forward to On the Day of Judgment Simple as that. You're not going to get away with hurting Muslim feelings. You're not going to get away with talking about Muslims. You're not going to get away with shedding the blood of a Muslim. You're not going to get away with hurting the feelings of a Muslim. These things that we do, that we deem these things to be insignificant, wallahi, they're great. They're kabirs. There's great sin. Great sin. They're not minor issues. That if you invite a Muslim over your house, just a regular Muslim, just nobody special, just someone who says, La ilaha illallah Rasulullah, you invite them to your house. When he walks in your house and you offer him some water and you give him something to eat, you give him something to eat. When he exits the building of your house, when he exits the building of your house, he leaves with all of the sins of the household. What does this mean? That means when he leaves out that house, everybody in that house is sinless. No more sins in that house. Because he is someone who utters, La Ilaha had- Illallah, Muhammadur Muhammad al-Rasulullah. And the fact that you had entertained one of the hosts of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and you treated them good, and you gave them uh, water and something to eat, because they believe in the law, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala removed the sins of the household when that person leaves. But people don't even invite Muslims over their house. There's no regolfinness for a Muslim. They don't care about Muslim, but the fact that you're Muslim.